everybody. We welcome you to another episode of If You Don't Like That. Today's episode is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento, locally owned for over 20 years. They've got a fix for you. And remember, for your plumbing needs and repairs, they're available 24-7. So, you know, hey, if you have an emergency in the middle of the night, no problem. They'll be there with their 24-7 service. That's newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. There were several things that caught my eye this week in the world of sports And it made me raise my eyebrows a little bit and go, thank goodness that there are still people in the sports media that are not afraid to call out individuals and are not afraid to call it the way it is. One is Phil Mushnick of the New York Post, and he wrote this story dated November 4th, and the headline was Antonio Pierce's promotion to Raiders head coach and embarrassment for the NFL. Again, dated November 4th, 2023, in the New York Post. The story reads this way. One day, if it's not too late, Roger Goodell will stand up and do what's right by the NFL and its consumers for no better reason than it's the right thing to do. In the meantime, don't waste any anticipation on the highly unlikely. Last week, the most dysfunctional, criminally inclined franchise on Goodell's feckless watch, the Las Vegas Raiders, a recidivist producer of astonishingly misguided, misanthropic first-round draft picks, one recently sentenced for vehicular homicide, another for brandishing illegal guns, named ex-Giants linebacker Antonio Pierce as its temporary head coach, presumably with Goodell's approval. A more discriminate, cautious chief executive would not have allowed this and the Raiders, knowing that Goodell would never indulge such, wouldn't have even tried it. After all, Pierce's NFL bio reads more as an indictment than an endorsement. Another bad-as-good ESPN hire immediately after Pierce's 2010 retirement, one of his first assignments as a national TV NFL analyst was to provide week of behavioral advice to young players about to appear in their first Super Bowl. Pierce advised, first and foremost, mature, stay in, sober, focus on the game, civil conduct. Left unspoken was Pierce's own Super Bowl week conduct in 2008 when in Arizona for the Giants win over the undefeated Patriots. Mush continues, Pierce was no rookie at the time. He was 30, but apparently not old enough to realize that the flagrant neglect of pet animals is both revolting and criminal. He had abandoned his two pit bulls at his New Jersey home to take care of themselves, food and all. Only when neighbors alerted cops that his two pit bulls were on the loose and unattended at his home did animal control arrive to learn that neither had been vaccinated against rabies and one was sick and undernourished. Coach Pierce, as he'll be identified in Sunday's game against the Giants, pleaded guilty to animal neglect and paid a $1,300 fine. At the time, the Giants were playing the Pats in the Super Bowl. Pierce was making nearly $5 million per. Not enough to pay someone to tend to his dogs. Perhaps I haven't lived long or hung out with the 
wrong crowd, but I've yet to know anyone charged with neglecting two animals. You? Later that year, Pierce was with teammate Plexico Burris at a nightclub early one Saturday morning when Burris shot himself with the 40 caliber Glock he illegally carried. Pierce's actions from that moment on again seemed designed to cause deep wonder and suspicion. He didn't call for an ambulance, immediate medical attention for Burris, but drove or chose to drive him to the hospital where Burris was registered under a phony name. Then Pierce reportedly left the hospital with Burris's gun stashed in his car. The doctor who treated Burris would be suspended for failure to report a gunshot wound. Days later, according to reports, the cops had to find Pierce, not vice versa, in search of the gun. And the Giants had a game at Washington the next day. Again, I can only go with my values, my sense of right from wrong. But I can't recall the last time a colleague of mine shot himself while in a nightclub early in the morning. (laughs) Mush is amazing. The day before our biggest day of work. So I'm not sure what I'd have done. Again, let me re- repeat that. I mean, this is just beautiful. But I can't recall the last time a colleague of mine shot himself while in a nightclub early in the morning the day before our biggest day of work. So I'm not sure what I've done. Again, there's only one Phil Mushnick. He is a dandy. Mush continues to write, but unlike ESPN, and now the NFL's Raiders, I would not have placed Pierce on my payroll in any capacity let alone head coach. Yet Sunday, he debuts as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders under the 70-plus million per supervision of Roger Goodell. Again, Phil Mushnick, not afraid to call it the way it is. Then, Michael Kay, who is the television voice of the New York Yankees, has been maligned on many occasions for being a shill for the Yankees. Again, he is the longtime television voice of the Yankees. He also has a talk show on ESPN Radio New York. I believe it's ESPN 1050 that is simulcast on the S Network. Well, Michael Kay had some very harsh things to say about longtime general manager Brian Cashman. Cashman recently met with the media and he raised eyebrows big time with how he responded to several of the questions. We're always looking to improve on process. So last year, like last year, you, uh, everybody thought that, well, first and foremost, on the uh, I want to make sure, you know, and I think it's been put out there. So people talk about we're analytically driven, right? <coughs> Do you know where the, sec, uh, the, the least large, we have the smallest analytics department in the American League East. Is that a shocker to you guys? We have the largest pro scouting department in all of baseball. Is that a shocker to you, to everybody? Shouldn't be. But no one's doing their deep dives. They're just throwing ammunition and, 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 and bullshit and uh, accusing us of being run analytically. Analytics is an important spoke in our wheel, but it, it should be in everybody's wheel, and it really is, is an important spoke in every operation that's having success. There's not one team that's not using it. We're, we're no different. Uh, but to be said we're guided by analytics as a driver, it's a lie. But that's what people want to say. I know I can't change that narrative. All I can continue to do is say bullshit, not true. But I will, you know, 
guarantee it's important and it, we utilize it along with our pro scouting opinions, along with our amateur scouting opinions. And yeah, sometimes we do better than, and sometimes we do worse with some of our decisions. Sometimes they don't work out, but that's also part of the process. And we've had obviously our fair share in the more recent two seasons that haven't worked out. Cashman was not done though. This is how we responded to the next question. So I'm, I think we have good baseball people whether they're pro scouts, whether they're coaches, whether they're the manager, whether they're the general manager, uh, whether they're um, analytics guys, I think we have good people. I'm getting permission requests all over the place. We just lost our bench coach to the Mets as a manager. Uh, I've got analytics guys trying to be poached to other clubs right now. <coughs> um, our player development program, no different than other places. But again, reinforcement that we got good people. I'm proud of our people and I'm, I'm proud of our process. Doesn't mean we're firing on all cylinders, doesn't mean we're the best in class. But I think we're pretty f- good, personally. And uh, I'm proud of our people, and I'm also looking forward to 24 being a better year than 23. How about that? You ever hear Brian Cashman talk like that? That's a guy that is uh, extremely frustrated and is becoming very thin-skinned at the very abrasive, at times, New York media. Talking like that is not going to do Brian Cashman any favors. But again, I go back to Michael Kay, the long-time... Yankees, play-by-play voice. And again, weekday radio host on ESPN New York that is simulcast on the S Network had some pretty strong words towards the Yankees general manager. I do not think that an executive of a team, especially a vice president, longtime GM, respected guy in the business, should have comported himself in that way. Now, you could call me the old man on the lawn, shouting at clouds. It's taken me a long time to digest that every word out of a player's mouth is an F-bomb. They can't control themselves. But as an executive, you are representing one of the, you know, the biggest brands in all of the world. And you're dropping F-bombs and BS and stuff like that? It's, It's not a good look for Brian. Forget about what he said. The angry, contentious way that he went at it I think is very, very questionable. And the fact that he has not been publicly rebuked by anybody, I guess everybody signed off on it. Everybody's cool with it. Everybody's cool with it is how he ended that. How about that? Michael Kay, the television voice, the face of the New York Yankees, criticizing and rather viciously, if I may add, Brian Cashman. Bad look. Not great for the brand, so on and so forth. So for those that feel that because you are the voice of a team that you can't criticize, well, I know that very well, obviously, based on my longevity in the Sacramento market, 32 years as the TV voice of the Kings, 26 years on radio, including national radio on both ESPN Radio and the uh, Jim Rome Show. Uh, If you don't criticize as a talk show host, then you're vanilla. And you're not going to be around very long. That's just the way it is. I mean, that's just the way it is. You are a cupcake on the air. You're going to be working at a bakery instead of sports media. So Michael Kay, I've always respected Michael Kay. I've never felt that he was a shill for the Yankees. And this is just one more example. But I'm very appreciative that there are still those that are not turning their head the other way when matters are worth discussing. And right now in this country, there are way too many people that continue 
to turn their head the other way about things that matter. Phil Mushnick's not one of them, and Michael Kay, as you just heard, not one of them either. A lot of respect for both of those. But I just, those things really came to my mind when I'm thinking about cancel culture and how so many folks in media are tiptoeing their way to work every single day. They are. I've had many conversations with my colleagues, many of whom that you would know, but I'm not going to mention their names. They were private conversations. I'm talking about network announcers that you watch on an annual basis. I've had phone conversations with them about how they are nervous about saying something that's going to be misinterpreted and taken out of context. Think about that. That's the society that we're living in today. And I don't know if Kay heard from the Yankees and the ownership and they're upset at him, but Michael Kay right there, if he was lacking any credibility, if people thought that he was just a shill for the Yankees and would not criticize the team, well, all you got to do is listen and watch again what he had to say about Yankees executive Brian Cashman. Hats off to Mush. Hats off to Michael K. It's now time for our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast. Why don't we start with Rob? He asked, what are your biggest surprises halfway through the NFL season? I'm going to start with the Houston Texans, who are 4-4, four and four, and C.J. Stroud, the rookie quarterback, who to me looks outstanding. I mean, he looks to me right now one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. So that jumps out at me. I, I thought Baltimore could be good. I didn't think they could be this good. They're 4-1 and one on the road. They're 7-2 and two overall. You know, next Thursday night is going to be a heck of a game as they take on the Cincinnati Bengals. But th- those two teams have really jumped out at me and then Detroit you know they had a lot of pressure coming into them you know with the high expectations after last season and they've responded thus far uh, going six and two so those are some of the teams uh, that definitely stand out to me appreciate your question let's get to some other folks Ben asked have you noticed Draymond Green getting away with blatant moving screens Ben I have not but I've only watched the Warriors one time so uh, I'm sorry Dakota asked is Devontae Adams talent being wasted with the Raiders. No, I don't think it's being wasted. You know, he lines up and plays every week. Just because you sign a contract, it doesn't mean that you deserve to be on a top team. And because you're a star, that means you automatically need to be on a playoff team, a playoff contender, a Super Bowl team. So, no, I don't agree with that at all. Josh from Salt Lake City, what do you think of the NBA tournament so far? Josh, stay tuned. For Grant's rant. Kyle asks, who has been the best quarterback of the 2023 season so far? I don't think there's been a best quarterback. In other words, an individual that is clearly above the rest. But the guy that has stood out to me the most, I just talked about, and that's C.J. Stroud. I'm amazed at how well he's been playing. Rob wants to know what's the biggest cause for how bad the Lakers have been playing. Well, Rob, they're blaming it on injuries. I'm blaming it on the fact that you're just too old to make it through an NBA season, which pretty much is the same thing. I just that there's not enough not enough youth on that team for me. Nick wants to know, did you expect more or less out of Caleb Williams? Nick, I was very disappointed in how he performed against the Fighting Irish in South Bend a couple of weeks ago. That game was back in the middle of October. I I did not think he played well. The offensive line did not help him out. But, Nick, when I look at USC, their issue is not Caleb Williams. Their issue is they have a horrible defense. 
horrible. And so I, I think that because of the losses, people are pointing at a guy that's probably going to be the number one pick in the draft next year. And I, I just I, I don't know how to answer that question the way you want me to answer it. I've asked Sean Salisbury about it, a former USC quarterback, and we've talked about it. You know, I know a lot of people made a big deal about him breaking down after the last game and said he wanted to go home and play with his dogs and watch movies or whatever. I wasn't crazy about that. But, Nick, to answer your question, I wasn't expecting either more or less from him. I'll just put it to you that way. Luke wants to know, why are young quarterbacks like Stroud and Hurts so much better in their first couple of years than quarterbacks of the past? Because of the college offenses, the systems that they are now running in college, and the fact that in the NFL, the rules uh, make it easier for a quarterback to succeed. First of all, the communication in the headset and the fact that you know quarterbacks know that they uh, can only be hit in certain areas and you know there're all of those things involved. I think they read defenses much better. I think they're more sophisticated because of the offenses they play in college, but it's very apparent. That's for sure. Kevin wants to know are you a fan of the Thunder's Blue Tournament Court? Kevin, as you're going to hear in my rant, I'm not a fan of anything to do with the NBA in-season tournament. Hey, folks, again, go to CrowdUltra.com. Give me a question. Maybe I'll answer it on my next podcast. It's time for Rant. Rant. Today's rant is brought to you by Bennett's Westside Grill in Rockland. It is their newest location. Check it out at the Blue Oaks Town Center. Great place for brunch this weekend. And don't forget, they specialize in the prime rib on the weekends as well. 60 different types of wine available by the glass. Go to Bennett's restaurants.com to make a reservation check out the menu and more don't forget about their happy hour specials on both beverages and appetizers it's bennett's three locations including their newest in rockland bennett's west side grill all right so tonight the sacramento kings have a game against the oklahoma city thunder it's not only a nba regular season game it's the nba season tournament game and i say who the heck cares So there's going to be this ugly court and the uniforms and, you know, it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. Here's what I do know. The Kings have not played well. De'Aaron Fox not playing tonight, okay? The Oklahoma City Thunder are 5-3. and Who the hell cares about the tournament? The Kings need to win the game against a team that's ahead of them in the standings. And, again, a Kings team that has not played well. I haven't heard anyone talking about the NBA in-season tournament. Why would fans care about that? Seriously. Like, Why? Because you get a chance to go to Vegas and play one extra game? Big deal. So what? I, I don't understand how fans are going to get wrapped around on this. I'm sure not. It means absolutely nothing to me. And if you're a Kings fan, you shouldn't be worried about it either. You should be concerned about playing well and trying to beat a good team tonight because the Kings have not played a good game in a while. All right? And there is no Fox. So you tell me who's going to contend with Shea Gilgus-Alexander. That's the biggest concern. Not about the color of the court. Not about the fact that it's a in-season tournament. Who cares? All right? Win the freaking game. You're playing a team that's playing well that's 5-3. and three. Compete with them. All right? Try to win the game shorthanded without Fox and without Lyles. To me, that's most important. Not this gimmick NBA in-season tournament. As I said, I don't care. And that's my rant for today. Hey, speaking about tonight, pregame. 
Halftime with Jerry Reynolds, post-game, all on YouTube if you don't like that with Grant Napier. And then download Pro Sports Fans on your phone. It's an app, PSF. Ryan and I will have a watch party for the Kings and Thunder. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you so much.